rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody, welcome. Hope you can hear me, hope you can see me. My name is Tara Devlin. How's it going? Oh, why why do I even ask, right? (laughs) How's it going? I don't know. It's not going great, I guess. Um, I walk around with a perpetual knot in my stomach. That's how it's going. So, hey, yeah, okay, let me just, before we get into the show, I, um, my name is Tara Devlin. I, I am the founder of the delightful website known as Republican Dirty Tricks, now known as rdtdaily.com. And let's see, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. I hope everything is sounding okay. It sounds a little weird in my headphones. So what else? Um, yeah, listen, become a patron. We got some more patrons. Thank you for supporting the show. And you're not just supporting this show when you sign up to be a patron. You're also helping RDT Daily create more liberal content. And that's what we need. We need this, uh, the content to, um, you know, I say content because it, it runs the, the gamut. It's not just the show. We do, uh, we do the show. We do these videos. We do, uh, we make memes. We write articles. And we keep, uh, we, we have a community on Facebook, a very large community of 150,000 very active people, some more active than others, obviously, but get in there and become part of our community. Also, there's a fans page. You can join the fans page. And what else? You know, Tara Buster page, all that. You got to join so many pages. Just like when you go to the supermarkets now. You have to have a card for like, their points card for everything. You have to carry around 50 million cards wherever you go to get some discounts. Sort of like that. Join our community. We have a better community because we're not, we're not filled with fascists and, and freaks. Well, there's, there are some. They stop by. We don't suffer them uh, gladly. Um, there's, they have enough of their own spaces, their own safe spaces. We're, and, you know, we're not opposed to uh, alternative points of view. We're just opposed to stupidity and hate. And um, I was going to repeat myself, stupidity. Uh, who, uh, wh- I, I mean, this week, whoa. What else was I going to say? Uh, the other thing is next, just before I forget, I'll make another announcement later. But the, the show won't be live on Saturday next week. I'm going to probably do the show Thursday night or something like that because I'm going to the Mike Malloy's gathering down in the in the North Georgia mountains to celebrate the release of his book and we're I'm looking forward to that so that's going to be next Saturday so I won't be here I will be there and but I will do a show because we only do the show once a week I don't I try not to miss them unless I'm sick which happens once or twice when I had the flu. But other than that, uh, why I, I do the show once a week. Don't want to miss it. And I enjoy it. 
I do enjoy connecting with the audience. And we, we have a growing community of people that gather every Saturday evening to, to hang out and, and commiserate the end of the world. So what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do, right? What else? Um, yeah, so join, the, become a patron. All right, enough of that, right? If you if you do, you get the. Uh, I'll um. You guys got to give me your address. That's the other thing. I I'll send out a, a, a note, another note to the patrons, because uh, you don't. It, your address isn't automatically recorded on the patron site, but I want to send you a little thank you gift, and I'm assuming yeah. No, we have the most patrons that we have are within the twenty dollar range. So I'm probably going to, I had, I mean, I, when I set up the Patreon site, I was like a thousand dollars, you know, whatever you'll get, whatever you'll get to sleep with me. <laughs> not that, I mean, it's not whatever. It's not like a, an indecent proposal, but whatever, you know, you get your, whatever your, uh, your tiers of gifts are, but most people are within the $20, five to $20 range. So but I think that's probably what I'll have to adjust all the benefits but anyway, all right. And if you want to donate once off, you could do it in the you on the YouTube site. You could do a super chat. You can also do uh, whatever. Go to RDT Daily and donate. Okay, whatever. This isn't all about donations. I hate even having to do that because, I mean, it's we all know. Everybody who hangs out every week understands. I don't want to go into the same rant every week. I get I'm really irritated by the fact that I have to even do that. That sucks. We're cutting into precious time to fight fascism. And also, oh, you can buy, speaking of, you can buy these shirts too. Go to the, they, we have merchandise. I have only you can, see, only you can prevent fascism. All kinds of stuff. So if you go to the site, all of the stuff that we do, it's, it's for us to uh, keep going, basically. All right. You know, they don't have to do that at Breitbart because they have a, they have a rich benefactor funding their fascist, uh, our fascist decline. Okay, whatever. But we have to. We only have each other. All right, guys. Um, let me see. So this week, what happened? Uh, of course, we had another gun massacre, which it's, it's a disgrace, as to use Donald Trump's favorite word. It's, um, it's an embarrassment. An international, uh, it should be an international crime. This, I, I, sometimes I wonder when the other countries on, of Earth will, will help us, will, will rescue us from ourselves. But they won't because we have nuclear weapons. So, uh, this country, the United States, is probably, uh, and I think actually now that I'm saying this, that I remember reading something somewhere where most other human beings on uh, in other countries i was going to say on other planets <laughs> probably on other planets too but in other countries consider the united states the the most dangerous uh what the you know the most dangerous uh element against world peace not not al qaeda not all, you know name name anything but the the usa was on the top of the list which is pretty pretty sad Considering, I mean, especially when I, I think about my younger self when I was a little girl and I thought that we were the good guys. I mean, that's really the tragedy. But we're, uh, we're really not. 
which is a shame because we're and and we could tell how do you tell we're not the good guys because we're so full of shit on top of it but that we're that something like a, a gun massacre can happen in this country again and again and again and nothing will happen another 12 people were were needlessly murdered yesterday for no effing reason other than the corruption and uh, greed of our of of the NRA it, it, that has its tentacles in our system of government, and I mean, on t- uh, I, there's so many. Of course, yes, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Well, pe- people without access to mental health care, people who live in this madhouse, who when they're mentally ill have can get. Weapons of war, of, of where you can have a gun battle with the police that are coming to save the 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 those left uh, alive in the massacre. Uh, so wh- where the hell do we live? So and all of these Republicans who they're constantly praising law enforcement, and but they don't have any problems put, putting these people in the line of fire. Of some gun, uh, some unhinged gun nut, that's gone crazy. You don't have access to mental health care. You don't have ha- access to health care. Because I mean, if it was up to the insurance companies, you wouldn't have mental health care at all. The only reason they they had to, cons- they have to now. I don't know what the r- rules are now. It's probably changed with Trump, but they had to treat mental illness on par with physical illness because there were many years the insurance companies they they exclude these things because they can because they they would capitalize on the misinformation and the stigma of mental illness by and 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 by and the you know the misinformation it's not that they were out there trying to set people straight about mental illness or whatever they use the the social stigma against mental illness to exclude it from their uh, list of the things that they would cover and uh not that we we should even be worried about how much something costs when you're sick but this is the whole thing i mean we walk around yesterday i was walking around in the city with a friend of mine and we went to we went out to eat or whatever, and there was there's this person laying in the middle of the street, on 14th Street, and this I mean it happens all the time, of course, the, but this is the United States. We allow this kind of thing to happen. There's where I, I don't know this person's particular story, but um, it, it's not I can't imagine it's it's a good one. Where you're, how many decisions you make to your laying on the street of, of Fort, on 14th Street, filthy, you know what I mean? And uh, obviously not well in your mind, in your right mind. But that's because uh, we don't have a social safety net here. So if you don't have money, good luck, Charlie. You're on your own. So, and that's really a disgusting statement about this country. So... Um, I was watching Nancy Pelosi on Jimmy Kimmel's show the other day. And, of course, with the Mueller report, uh, Robert Mueller, he, he retired 
from the from this whatever whatever the hell he was doing for the past two years, which doesn't seem like much now, but and he uh, came out and to uh, he made the statement that he's uh, yes Russia interfered in our election, and if Donald Trump was uh, if he could have exonerated Trump from crimes, he would have done it. Wait, let me, I'll just play it. I, I think I have that clip. Here it is. That's set forth in the report after that investigation. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. Yeah, well, we basically have a king in the United States. We don't have a, what's, what is this president? So, um, okay, how, I, I thought that everyone, no one's above the law, but we do have somebody who is above the law. If they have this policy that they can't charge the president, that makes him above the law. So... Um, anyway, I know I'm mixing everything, but it really kind of all does mix together because we we have a corrupt system broken by money. And because of that system, yesterday, a bunch of uh, innocent people working, uh, going at, to their one of their uniquely American low-paying jobs, probably, who knows, um, was, was murdered for no other reason than we allow it. We allow it to continue. And so when I was watching Nancy Pelosi, this is one thing, this, let me just play this, what she was saying, because she was talking, now everybody wants the uh, um, most people that I know and people that I interact with online, they, we, are, we want the Democrats to take action against this goddamn grifter squatting in the White House. He is a crook. A con man. And he, how, I mean, really, I've been listening to the Mueller report. Now, you could go on to SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, and there is a audio version of the Mueller report. So you don't have to sit there and read it. So yesterday I was riding my bike, and I was listening to the report. And it is a litany of crime after crime. So One of the crimes is that Donald Trump, created evidence to stick into a file knowing that they were going to that that investigators were going to check the file so he was covering his tracks so who covers their tracks unless they're guilty he was creating a false narrative for investigators to 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 trick investigators that he was that he wasn't a criminal so how how is that not a crime He's the president. In fact, he should be held to a higher standard. So Nancy Pelosi on Jimmy Kimmel was 
let me just, she was, it, it kind of irritated me, okay? So uh, if people are asking for Pelosi to please start the investigation of this crime family. And so instead of that, we get uh, Nancy Pelosi ask, asking us to pray for the president. I'm praying for the, she wants his fellow uh, crime family to, to hold an intervention on him. This is, uh, what, where is, I think I got the tweet. She tweeted out, because one of the things Trump did, of course, uh, because they're fascists, is um, they, they released, and the, the GOP, they released a video of, of, of a slowed down video, you guys heard it, I'm sure, of Nancy Pelosi talking, and um, so Nancy Pelosi tweets that, where the hell is this? It's my the window I have is so small. It's so annoying. You can't see it. I can see it, but it's very tiny. Um, yeah. So Nancy Pelosi puts out a tweet, tagging the the tweet of Pel- of that Donald Trump put out that he retweeted Pel- this fake video that they that these fascists created. This is what they do. They create propaganda. That's what it is of Nancy Pelosi speaking as if she's drunk or something. So, um, and Pelosi tweets, he's distracting from House Democrats great accomplishments for the people. Th- meaning, I don't know, that doesn't make any sense to anybody who's not who's listening now, but th- it's she's talking about the for the people agenda that uh, Nancy Pelosi wants everybody to start talking about, right? We're, we're all supposed to be inspired by this so-called for-the-people agenda of the Democrats. Instead of the Democrats, I, I mean, I really think, what the hell is wrong with the Democrats? Because I do think that they, they are under the assumption, at least the leadership is, that all of the sudden the freak-ass American trump is going to suddenly see the light and see that the Democratic Party is working for them. Instead of the—I mean, have they been paying attention for the past 20 years watching the—I mean, when was Bill Clinton with the impeachment of Bill Clinton, where they turned the uh, impeachment into a political cudgel for for no reason? And this is what the Republicans do. They want they want power at, at by any means necessary, and they're not respecting the the system of government, the mechanisms of democracy. They are manipulating them, and thereby dragging us down. And so, instead of fighting these these fascists like you would fight for your goddamn life, the 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 Democrats are politely asking for the the republicans to finally oh you know join the program join the democracy program bullshit they they haven't joined the program since the revolution for christ's sakes they haven't been on the program these are the heirs to the loyalists dragging us back to the system the founders fought a revolution to escape they want a system where the rich run and own everything and everybody else knows their place that's the point. They're not going to get on the, on the program. 
So she writes so in her tweet, we, we repeat, we wish that his family or his administration or his staff would have an, inter- an intervention for the good of the country. Are you serious? Wake up. So we have to do it, right? Oh, once again, we the people, instead of, I mean, yeah, we, we send these people to, ideally, we send, we, we, this is the whole point of a democratically, uh, of a constitutionally limited democratic republic, right? We vote for our representatives and we send them into office to represent us so we can go about the business of our daily lives in freedom, right? And we can enjoy life in our freedom and so-called freedom and democracy, where we, not, we don't have to constantly have a rally or a sit-in or whatever. You know, we can have, uh, you know, go on a vacation or enjoy retirement or do whatever. Go f- take a goddamn walk. We don't have to. Now we got to have an intervention on this, on this monster when they have been allowing the Republican Party to manipulate and, and skewer our democracy to, to rigor and jigger this thing to within an inch of its life? Uh, so, okay, now what What do you want us to do? Oh, so you're going to ask Ivanka to have an intervention. Have you, do you, have you met Ivanka, Nancy? Have you met Don Jr.? How about Melania? She allows that mother, that disgusting greaseball human being with the smaller than the average penis and the larger than, than, uh, than calculatable ego to climb on top of her because she's got uh, that's the kind of she's got that that kind of dignity that's she sold herself out to a con man not even a real billionaire nobody uh not she's not even sold out to a, a legitimate businessman she sold her she's the trophy wife of a con man she's no better than a friggin mob wife for God's sakes. But so Nancy wants us to, well, not, well, she wants us to vote him out. Instead of holding impeachment, she believes that the Republican Party is going to see the light somehow. So she was on Jimmy Kimmel. And um, let me just see. Let me see. Because I took a couple of the, these clips because I just couldn't believe what I was watching. So let's see. Oh, yeah. Pelosi hopes that the GOP Senate will will uh, f- will will be clear. Like we'll finally get on board. Here's let me just play this. He said, "If we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so." So he didn't yeah. say so, and then he indicated that now it's Congress's job to take it from here. That's right. Are you taking it from there? Well, we've been on that path for a while. And when we do get to where we're going, we're going to be ready. But it oh. feels like we've now been you're on the be path ready. for a really, really yeah. long while. We really have, well... Like since know. the 70s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to remember, we've only had the majority, the majority, the majority, right. the Democratic majority. That's true. You got that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, since this year and the first month, government was shut down, mm-hmm. you remember. Right. So we have... Uh, I'm very proud of our chairman. We had a big week last week. We won three court cases and one decision by the Justice Department to give us documents. We have to be ready. It is a, it's a very, uh, our founders, I always like to say this, our founders 
In the darkest days of the revolution, they said, the times have found us. Well, I think right now the times have found us. We have a defiance of the Constitution of the United States. We'll do something. And, and so when we go down this path, we have to be ready and it has to be clear to the American people. And we have to hope that it will be clear to, uh, to the Republicans in this United States Senate. So yeah, they they hope that it's going to be clear to the Republicans in the Senate. See, because what Nancy Pelosi believes, at least is what I'm gathering, that if they can't impeach him because he wants to be impeached. Okay, that's one thing, which is bullshit. I don't believe he wants to be impeached, and I'll get to that in a minute. But that the that the Republicans will suddenly get on board like they did with Nixon. Now, we're talking about a different crop of Republicans. There were, the Republicans weren't a, a complete lost cause during Nixon, clearly, because they eventually turned on him because he was such a crook. But Donald Trump has over, he, uh, he has, you know, we thought we hit bottom with Nixon. Then we thought, then they gave us George Bush, uh, junior and we thought that was uh, that was the the lowest they can go and now they've shown us there is no uh, bottom they are a bottomless pit the republican party of greed they don't want a democracy that's the bottom line and the and the democratic party is deluding itself if they think that all of a sudden Mitch McConnell the grave digger of american democracy is going to see the light and he's going to get on board he's been manipulating this system from the from the time he I, I don't even know he's been how long has he been in the senate he's been he's not working within the con confines of our of our of the laws he he blocked a legitimately elected president who won in two landslide elections which is he blocked that president's nominee for the court and the nominee on that 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 president obama proposed was somebody that the republicans said originally mitch mcconnell had said that he was acceptable to the republicans like he threw it out when he was on a show saying oh well if if the president if president obama nominated somebody like for like say merrick garland that's who he nominated. You see, Trump, I mean, uh, Obama was continuously, this is how frustrating it was during the, the, you know, the Obama years, watching him trying to play nice with the snakes while they continuously bit him and us by extension because it was so frustrating. Are you, are you that stupid that you play nice with these fascists constantly? And, and it seems like Nancy Pelosi's doing the same thing. She wants to, them, all of a sudden, they're going to come out of their stupor. Do they know who the F they're dealing with? These are people who, can, who lie constantly, who have a standard bearer, who is a dictator-envying con man, they, who's a tax-cheating grifter. Is, that's their standard bearer. Who praises Putin, Duterte, Kim Jong-un, for Christ's sakes. That, and, and Nancy Pelosi's trying to convince us that um, all of a sudden they're going to go along with impeachment of this, this, of this fraud 
who received fewer votes. They don't give a shit if he received fewer votes because it's just like in Bush v. Gore. They want power. They don't care if they're legitimately elected until they can finally get rid of democracy, this pesky democracy, once and for all. And they're a one step closer to doing that with, the, with Donald Trump the, and his, his complete corruption of government putting loyalists in government positions people who you know these these positions of authority that like we were talking about last week where the EPA and the uh, and HUD and all these these agencies that were created to pr- protect the people not to protect the uh, it's it's like they they're they're um, they're 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 breaking these these I'm trying to think of the word like they're breaking these systems um they're turning them into a uh you know agents against us and putting their flunkies in in these positions it's sort of like insulating them from the backlash of the people they're using these very uh it's like the EPA they're using these agencies to just accumulate more power for themselves and uh, and also and eliminating our uh, ability to do anything about it and Nancy Pelosi is still thinking that maybe they that they're going to come along for the ride that all of a sudden they're going to be like yeah we like democracy they have they they haven't liked democracy since the revolution they these are the heirs of the british loyalists believe me if this were the time of the revolution they would be whining and pining to be trickled upon by the king there's no doubt in my mind that's what they want they do not believe that people um should get in the way of their of uh, you know them being able to funnel more money into their pockets it's not even about progress it's not about a free market it's uh, just about accumulating more shit more stuff for themselves more power that's what they want they want the power so we don't have any of it to to do anything about what they're doing to us it's this it's neo feudalism that's what they want a, a corporate well, I mean, really, it's, I mean, it can have many different f- faces, right? But ultimately, when they, for instance, when Trump, this is why he loves the authoritarians, when he looks to, to Putin, he loves Putin, because, and he loves Kim Jong-un. He loves that kind of power. He wants the parades. He wants people to, to bow down to him, not to question him. He, see, it takes strength to function in a democracy. It takes maturity. It is ver- it's easy to be a dictator. You know, like George Bush said, it's like, it would be hell of a lot easier if, I were, were, uh, if this was a dictatorship as long as I was the dictator. Because you don't have to form coalitions. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to consider your, uh, uh, the, the opposition. You don't have to come to come a, a kind of, you know, uh, you don't have to live together. You just have, for Donald Trump, they, they would, it's easier for, they envy Putin. They, uh, they don't like the, anything about democracy at all. None of it. They want to be able to poison our waters, do whatever the hell they want to us, to we the people. They want to take, write us, 
us mercilessly to the bank and eliminate our power to do anything about it. That is what the Republican Party is all about. And the dumb, that's why I get so angry at the, at the dupes. But they are, I mean, they're, look, look, hey, hey, there's a lot of stupid people in this world. There really are. And they are easily manipulated by, especially, the, the weak-minded are easily manipulated by racism. It is, the racism is the stupidest kind of stupidity there is. It's sort of like, I always, I, it's, it's confusing to me because I, I don't, I mean, I get the whole whatever, I guess, you know, the, the camps and the, the tribalism, but it's like to be hateful because somebody was uh, born with darker pigment is a little bit weird. It's like not liking a black cat, you know? It's like a stupidity. Stupidity. This is, I mean, poor black cats for, for years around Halloween, they all feel the, the brunt of the stupidity. But there's a lot of stupid people in this world, and they, and the Republicans know it. That's their base. And actually, I do have a clip. I took a clip. Where is it? Did I? Oh, well, of course we have this. I'm just going to play this because... Why not? That's entertainment, man. Deal from strength or get crushed every time. They can't even create uh, a worthy show. They're, they're, they can't even put on a good show. Get, I mean, that's entertainment? But where's the other thing? Oh, um, did I, I hope I took this. La do do. And freedom. Bobby boo, da do do. Freedoms, freedom. Oh, yes. Um, this is what I was talking about. I just, I came across this, across this clip. This is somebody, a, one of the, one of Trump's victims. What drew me to Donald Trump is he's a businessman, a self-made billionaire. Yes, his father gave him a million dollars, but he turned it into billions. I wish I could say that. How about you? <laughs> well, don't she think she's clever there, right? How about you, Joe, ma uh, you know, mom and pop America? How about you? No, honey, um, none of that is true. Donald Trump, yes, his father gave him a million dollars. No, his father gave him $250 million, you stupid peacock-looking freak. No offense to peacocks. $250 million that he lost, that he blew, because he sucks at business. That's the truth. And he was such, because he's a greedy little grifter, he doesn't know how to work his way up from anything. He hasn't worked a day in his life. All he does is look at swatches and, and order expensive chandeliers. But he, he blew his $250 million trust fund over and over and over, and his father had to bail him out and to the point where he, he couldn't get a legitimate bank loan. That's what happened. And that's why he, he was already fined. The Trump Taj Mahal, Google it. He was, it, it was fined for laundering money for the Russian mob. This, this is on record already. He has no scruples. He hates this country. And 
so that's why it's really offensive too that 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 they're they're the they they foe these faux patriots. They're not patriotic. I mean, first of all, who the hell wishes Happy Memorial Day to the troops? You freak! Uh, how many people died when Donald Trump got his bone spur, his fake ass bone spur de- de- deferment? Because it's not like when you get a deferment that somebody yeah, that that's it. That's just a vacant spot. No, somebody else goes in your place. You bone spur coward. But he couldn't get through a day in basic training. Much much less a day of service to anybody but himself. That is the truth. In fact, I saw this uh, video once with uh, Donald Trump Jr. I kind of, I mean, I hate him too. He sucks too. I hate the kids more in a way because it's Don- Donald Trump is sort of like cannot help himself. But you would think that children, children can rebel against their parents. But obviously these freaks are, they're just like their father. They, they learned well at their father's knee how to be a crook, a crime family, grifter of grifters. That's what, Don, that's what Ivanka did. What does she do with her privilege? She opened up a friggin' sweatshop, a shoe, shoes. Who needs your crappy shoes, bitch? Do something. You know what I mean? Like If you're, you have all the, the privilege and that's the best you got, you, I'm going to open up a sweatshop in China? And that's what's it's that's what's so offensive about Donald Trump too. All of the family, I would I would hope that at least one of them would rebel and say, "Yeah, my father is a scumbag." If I had a father like that, believe me, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be selling Chinese crap to uh, to my fellow Americans. I wouldn't be opening up a sweatshop in China, importing all this this shit into this country. Who needs that crap? Stupid looking ties. I mean, everything that that Donald Trump asshole has done is a failure. It's not, it's not, there's nothing original about him. It's not like he's come up with, like, something that has innovated anything. It's not like, you know, say what, I I know Amazon is like a sweatshop here in the United States, but at least, I'm not saying at least, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done, but the, uh, I'm saying that Jeff Bezos, I believe that Amazon should be broken up, frankly, but they, at least he, he you know, they changed something. They came up with uh, the, this two-day delivery shit, you know, whatever. But Donald Trump has nothing. There's nothing that he can say that he's innovated or, or changed or brought to the table. He brings nothing to the table at all. Nothing. Zero. Less than zero. And that's what's so offensive, because this is we're allowing. That's what the Republican Party, I have always said they suck. They They are the enemies of the people, the Republican Party. You know what? When you call the press the enemy of the people, you're the enemy of the people. The, the, the person calling the press the enemy of the people is the enemy of the people. So you got the Republican Party enabling this, this fascism, this anti-American bullshit. And fascism has always been right below the surface in this country because of our racist-ass history. That's really it. Because we have never confronted our racism in this country and the racist history of this, of this country. 
it's always been we've always been in denial we've been taught to be in denial and all the trump bandies when they when you try to bring it up that's why they when you say oh black lives matter they say oh all lives matter well don't i wish it for christ's sakes don't i effing wish it if all lives matter we wouldn't have to say black lives matter right but they don't get it and they want to continue to divide us and they do and of course that's what fascists do they divide along racial lines all the time i mean that's that's how easily manipulated these trump andes are oh god and the and the republican party so any anybody who votes for the a a republican they're on board with it i don't care who you are now i one of the things that uh, really gets on my nerves is the uh you hear because of trump's stupidity and all the moves that he's making uh, so people who are losing their jobs uh with or or having to pay higher taxes or whatever now they're seeing the light oh uh, i was a trump supporter but now I'm, uh, I, because I'm losing my job or whatever, now they're, now they're upset, you know? But um, they weren't upset when Trump was praising Nazis marching through the streets, calling them very fine people. That didn't upset you. You weren't upset when Trump said that Mexicans were rapists and or you weren't upset when they were separate well are when they continue to separate children from their parents causing creating a generation of wounded people this is what this this is why we're fucked up in this country we're so we are cuckoo we all have i believe i believe we all have ptsd in this country post-traumatic stress disorder how can we not we live in an armed madhouse where you, just yesterday, 12 more people were senselessly killed in this culture of life, in this Christian nation. This so-called, the, the hypocrisy is what is so weigh, weighing. I don't know, what, what is the term? It's, that's what's so heavy. Every day when I wake up with that knot in my stomach, I, that's what I feel. The weight of this country, of this country's hypocrisy, if only we were a culture of life. If only we were a Christian nation, right? And I mean, you, you know, that socialist hippie that walked around giving people free health care. Not the bastardization of, the, of the, their God, whoever they worship. Their only sacrament is gay bashing. They think they're going to heaven if they don't make a cake. This is what we're dealing with. They, they step over people without a thought. They don't care. They, they don't care. And they fall for a con man. A con man who literally praises dictators. Now, the other thing I saw that was freaking me out. Well, not, it doesn't freak me out. I just couldn't believe it. When, um, where is it? The, this tweet. with Because he, okay, here it is. North Korea fired off some weapons. Because yeah, Trump is supposed to be in love with Kim Jong-un now, right? Not that now. He's always been in love. <laughs> He's always in love with, uh, with brutality. North Korea fired off some small weapons, which disturbed some of my people and others, but not me. I have confidence that Chairman Kim will keep his promise to me. 
and also smiled when he called Swamp Man Joe Biden a low IQ individual and worse. Perhaps that's sending me a signal? What? This is when I read this, I was like, first of all, the first tweet he put out, he spelled Biden wrong. I mean, he's just an ignorant, uh, he's a troll. He's a Twitter troll. That's, he should be barred from Twitter. I don't know why he's not barred from Twitter, frankly. They bar uh, these other Nazis. Well, get rid of this one. He's a Nazi. And they're all, they're all whining that, oh, everybody's out to get us. But when he's like calling, so he's, so Kim Jong-un smiled at you? This is what I didn't get. Chairman Kim will keep his promise to me. Of course, yeah, you know, no one will ever love you like I will, right? And sm- also smiled when he called Swipe Ma- Swamp Man Joe a low IQ individual and worse. Oh, you mean a, a, a brutal dictator? Smile, you know, wink, wink. You two have the, your little secret language. Wink, wink, Swamp, swamp Man. Perhaps that's sending me a signal. What kind of signal was he sending you? Did he want to fuck you or something? I mean, that's what I was like. He smiled and winked and said, mm-mm. Perhaps that's sending me a signal. Like, it's just like when you're talking to your friends, you, you think, and they're saying, well, you know, he smiled at me. And, you know, is that, do you think he was sending me a signal? Yeah, I, I would say, you know what, Twitler, go for it. Go for it. But, you know, try to fuck him. I'm sure you guys would make a beautiful um, have a beautiful relationship. Not that you would know what that's like. He's, but he sure is a be- has a beautiful heart. He loves his country so much that he starves his people to, for all the, you know, he starves all the haters, all the, all the, those who don't praise him and go, and, and that's anti, anti-patriotic in his eyes. I mean, it's the same thing here. And they're all doing it for the love of the country, right? They love the country so much that they basically hate everybody in it, but they love it so much that they will stuff the courts and use uh, uh, and, and uh, undo regulations so corporations can dump their shit in, all over our beautiful America the Beautiful. And you'll have nothing to say about it, really. Because you, you weren't born with a trust fund that you could blow six times over. But so this is what I'm saying. When we watch the, this kind of behavior on top of it, and then we, the best we get from the Democrats is pray. This is, it's, a, it's a friggin' thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers for us. Thoughts, who the hell knew that we would end up with thoughts and prayers for democracy? So it's thoughts and prayers for those murdered by gun violence, but, and thoughts and prayers for the grand experiment in liberal democracy. And Nancy Pelosi's talking about the founders. So she, where else did she say? Uh, oh, yes, yeah, so she wants to talk about, because she doesn't want to impeach. Now, I believe, what I believe is that when you're on the right side of history, you goddamn act like it and the right side of humanity. You don't write polite letters saying, please, pretty, please answer my subpoena. You don't go on Jimmy Kimmel and 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 have and ex, and and propagate this bullshit that suddenly the 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 Senate Republicans are going to see the light. We've been waiting for them to see the light for for decades. They're not going to see the light. They're snakes. A snake will act like a snake. He's not going to see the light. And uh, 
So this is what Nancy Pelosi said. Oh, she's talking about the We the People agenda. We had for the people our agenda when we ran. For the people, lower health healthcare costs by lowering the cost of prescription drugs and saving the, a pre-existing condition benefit. Lower healthcare costs, bigger paychecks by building the infrastructure of America in a green way to preserve the planet. To How wonderful. Yeah, it would be nice if we could crisis. preserve the planet because a lot of us live here on they it. They always yeah. say, and there's no plan B. And then the third, well, the first two, I think that he, he has expressed an interest in working yes. with us on this. Well, yeah, let's work with yeah. the con man. The third, I'm not sure he's too interested, cleaner government. Lower health care, bigger paychecks, cleaner government. Cleaner government, not clean government. Dark money, special interest money in politics. For yeah. example, uh, that is how... Yeah. That is uh, harming our ability to get gun safety legislation passed. That is harming our ability to, to get the, the other side of the aisle to support our climate action now what? legislation to save the planet. The list goes on and on. So it is important to note the importance of reducing the role of money. Reducing it, not getting rid of it. suggestion the next time you go into a uh, meeting, a negotiation <laughs> with him, Hi. bring McNuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you fall over dead. Um, cleaner government to reduce the influence of dark money. Reduce it, not get rid of it. Not recognize what we're up against and get rid of the filthy legal bribes infesting our system and thereby get, getting rid of the grifters who infest the system that aren't there to serve the people or represent the people. They're there because they like the legal bribes. They like having cocktail parties with corporate lobbyists and drinking $350 bottles of wine as they discuss removing your health care. This is what, that's like what Paul Ryan did. He was caught... Well, I mean, he's not even caught. He wasn't even ashamed about it. He was out there in the, in the open, in the public view, drinking $350 bottles of wine with a health care lobbyist while we were fighting for Obamacare, which was the reason why we're still fighting for Obamacare is because it didn't have a public option. It was another one of these mealy mouth. oh, let's reduce the influence of the money by allowing corporations to continue to ride us to the bank and stand in our doctor office and deny health care, but only allow them to skim 20% off the top instead of the 35 that they're used to. That's, I mean, what the F? And this is why I, I can't take it with Democrats. They are setting us up again for another, for, for another term of Trump. Because they're not attacking this monster squarely. Why are you saying you want to work with him on infrastructure we, when the house is on fire? He, they, where he is destroying this country and you're going to be like, oh, let's give him a win on infrastructure. Oh, I don't know if he wants to work with us on infrastructure. Well, how about you don't give a shit what he wants to do because he's a freaking crook and a criminal who loves dictators and can't spell, okay? So why don't you do your job like the Constitution laid out? You're all about the founders. What do you think the founders would say as you watching from the sidelines uh, spewing out another nice passive worded, uh, a little, little strongly worded letter, please, pretty please, show up for our goddamn subpoena.
they i mean this is what democrats do so oh yes we want to um you know our for the people agenda lower health care costs by reducing the power of money uh, not 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 eliminating it because that's just too pie in the sky we want and we want the republicans to finally maybe they'll wake up and if we just ask them nicely they'll stop having they'll they'll stop they'll remove the pressure around our necks just a little bit so we can get a breath but the, don't don't expect us to uh you know, to do anything that of substance don't expect us to actually act like we're uh, that we're on the right side of history and humanity I mean, what the hell? This is what is. This is why you understand. Because the the Democratic Party or, or the Republican Party realizes that they they know who the hell they're dealing with. They're dealing with weaklings, and the and the uh, you know enough is enough. This is why the Democrats don't want to come out and vote. They don't inspire people. Whatever the hell, I get it. Yes, but the whole the fact is. It's not that Trump is not that scary to a lot of people. It's not going to it's not going to be like the final motivating factor to get people out the door. This is what I fear. I mean, obviously I will vote for any anything that has a D after its name, but I don't believe that everybody else will. Clearly, it doesn't matter that Trump received fewer votes in the last election. The the people who voted for you think they're i mean they they went from obama to trump and i think that the democratic party is under the miss in in the misimpression or whatever the hell misconception that they're going to if 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 the democratic party um presents them with middle of the road mealy mouth politeness that they're going to switch back and vote for a Democrat again. It's not going to happen. And what will happen is they're going to suppress the, uh, the, the, the majority of the vote in the country. The majority of people in the country are independents. And a mu- much of them do not vote, unfortunately. The way you win an election is, that, is you not, not that you court the other side. You, you, you court your base. For Christ's sakes, if the if Nancy Pelosi enough of this, we reduce the amount of of dark money. I mean, what the hell? Are we that beaten? For Christ's sakes, are we that? How much do we hate ourselves to to accept that? To say that that and that they applaud that? How much we we really are. We really are uh, suffering from we're I mean the Republican Party is gone the average Joes the the fascist KKK loving right they are obviously they're gone but the what's what's wrong with us why why who the hell is applauding that why is aren't we saying what are you talking about reducing the influence of dark money get it the f out of the system I mean, like it's like when you're dying of cancer. What is it? What do you say? Oh, I'm I'm cutting back two cigarettes. I used to smoke a pack. Now it's two cigarettes. I cut back two. Now I only smoke uh, 48 <laughs> cigarettes. I don't know. I don't smoke, so I don't know how. What, but that's, you know what I'm saying? 
you get, you cut it out. You know, when you have cancer, you don't like, oh, the doctor doesn't say, we cut out, um, we, we reduced the, the tumor down. No, you get the goddamn thing out of the system before it kills you. Because if you don't get it all, it's coming back. And how much, how many times do we have enough energy to continually fight this? I mean, we have to fight the same battles over and over. That's a given. But can we have somebody that sees what the effing problem really is? That's the point. I mean, and I think that's why people are attracted to Bernie. Because he's been talking about the, what the problem is. Anybody who can recognize the problem is, is, has got to take the reins here, for Christ's sakes. Jesus, take the wheel. I mean, really? Am I? I don't understand these Democrats. Like, what? And Nancy Pelosi thinks that that's a an appropriate proposal? No, honey, don't reduce. Because when you, if that's your goal of reducing, let's reduce dark money. Reducing it, get it the f out. It's it is the reason those twelve people died yesterday needlessly. It's the reason we can't have nice things. We can't have a civilization, a civilized country. And other civilizations, when they have gun massacres, they deal with the problem in a week. How many more people are going to die in this culture of life before people just say, bullshit, get these effing dark money, dark money, light money, money, period, out of the system. That's the root of all evil, for effing Christ's sakes. My God, that's, I ain't really. And they applaud that? Get rid, oh, we're going to reduce, I, I got to lower prices. We're going to reduce, you know, it's like put a Band-Aid on a bleeding artery. Uh, if you don't cure it, it it's going to come back. You dumb, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to say that. Um, I just can't take it when when people who are fighting supposedly for us they don't even how do you fight when you don't know what the hell you're fighting against because I guess Nancy Pelosi is just too she's too much in the system she know I mean she is a creature of it uh, I mean oh you can't let's not offend the donors and that's one of the the selling points I keep hearing about Nancy Pelosi she knows how to how to fundraise. She knows she likes to fundraise and she gives money. She gives money out. Well, what the hell? Why? 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 Why is that okay? That is why we are broken. That's why we don't have universal health care and higher education and why we are a, an armed madhouse and why we're in constant perpetual wars. For corporation, for, for the, the whatever the next war of corporate aggression is, and for her to say, "Oh, let's we're gonna reduce it," and we're all let's get behind reducing dark money. Yeah, like, uh, uh, that's what I want. When do we want it? A reduction. When do we? When? When do we? Wait. What do we want? A reduction in dark money. When do we want it? Sometime. Really inspiring, right? I could see the rallies now. 
And and how many rallies? That's another thing I can't take. Let's get in the streets. Nancy Pelosi, she wants an intervention. Yeah, let's put it on everybody else but you. An intervention. How many times I got to go in the street? For Christ's sakes. With nothing, it's like you become nothing but a paper tiger. So as we go into the streets, every time we go into the streets, the Republicans are still coming for our health care. They're still whittling away women's rights. Let's go in the streets again. Well, you know what? Time to go in the streets and shut the shit down. Otherwise, they obviously do, they do not fear us, we the people, because we... Uh, we are a statistically insignificant effect on government policy. And Nancy Pelosi knows that, and they all know that. So, yeah, they'll, they'll tolerate our little tantrums as we have our marches, our women's march, whoopee-doo, and uh, corporations will come in and they'll start sponsoring the women's march, M- Women's March, Inc., sponsored by Pepsi. And we'll all go about our business while dark money and uh, not light money all infests the body politic while we slide further and further into entrenched oligarchy forever and ever. Amen. Who cares? That's the end of it. (sighs) You see how irritated I am? This is why I have a knot in my stomach. Because I, I, the, the people who are supposedly fighting for me, us, all of us, the, uh, the, uh, the, for truth, justice, and the American way, are they don't even know what they're fighting for. Oh, we want to lower health care costs. Fuck that. We want universal health care. It's about time we ha- have some return on the investment of our tax dollars more than just bombing a wedding party in Afghanistan or sending arms to the Saudis illegally. Mamma mia, mamma mia. All right, listen, guys, now it's time for a break. Obviously, before I have an aneurysm. And all right, so we're going to do eight minutes. All right, as usual, we do the Green News Report. And then we do labor history in two. And in the second hour, we're going to have Ron Paclone. Pl- I can't even talk tonight. Ron, Ron, Ron Paclone. Pl- why, why is that? A, it's hard. It really is hard for me to say. Ron Placone is calling in in the second hour. You know Ron, guys, right? So, um, and we're going to talk about net neutrality. So, all right, listen. We're going to take a break. I need some... Like I need coffee, like I need a hole in my head, but I'm going to get some. Here's my Resist mug. You can get it at the RDT Daily Store. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be back in a couple of minutes. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you on the other side. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Again, the National Weather Service saying this is a life-threatening situation and the media should be using the strongest language possible. Deadly, relentless storms tapering off, for now, after hammering Midwest. Mississippi River flooding now longest-lasting in over 90 years. 
Two congressional Republicans block disaster relief bill. Plus, if we don't take action now, it's going to be extremely out of our control. Climate strike protests help propel climate candidates into EU Parliament. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Uh, I was just taking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation, okay? Okay, but The Bachelorette is on. Jamie Simpson, meteorologist of Fox 45 in Dayton, Ohio. I know there's a huge tornado outside, but The Bachelorette. This is your Green News Report. I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Okay, Desi Doyen, I think we sort of have some good news in that these unceasing storms and tornadoes may be pausing for a few days? Maybe. That's according to the National Weather Service that says the weary Midwest may soon catch that break from the relentless hammering of deadly destructive storms of the last several weeks. The month of May has been one of the most active periods for tornadoes in U.S. history. More than 500 tornadoes were reported over the last 30 days, with a new record of at least eight tornadoes per day for 12 days straight. There have been more than 500 reported tornadoes? Yes. Wow. The highest one-day total was 68 tornadoes. So far this year, tornadoes have been blamed for at least 38 deaths in the United States. But the flooding caused by record rainfall this spring is not going away yet in Kansas, Oklahoma, or Arkansas, and it may not fully recede until July. On the Weather Channel, National Weather Service hydrologist Bill Lawrence compared the torrential rainfall in Kansas to Hurricane Harvey. Their normal average rainfall in the city of Wichita is 32 inches and some change. So that's 76% of an annual rainfall um, in one month. Now, this is not Harvey but it's as close as we get to Harvey in this part of the country. Flooding along the Mississippi River this year has lasted so long, it is now the second longest since the Great Flood of 1927. I'm almost speechless here. I have no idea when people are going to figure out that we are facing a serious crisis. And people are asking about the influence of climate change. Now, scientists have confirmed that heavy rainfall from storms has increased by as much as 70 percent in some areas of the United States since the 1950s. And they say it will only get worse in the coming years thanks to man-made global warming. Now, the influence on tornadoes is harder to pin down due to a lack of historical data. But there is a trend toward more frequent tornado swarms with more tornadoes per outbreak. One study found that since 1950, the number of days seeing at least 32 tornadoes has more than doubled. Yeah, but the good news is the Donald Trump Department of Energy is now referring to liquid natural gas as freedom gas. So there's that. Yep. The months of extreme storms, floods, and tornadoes have cost farm country billions of dollars in losses and delayed planting season for many of America's farmers. You mean those Trump voters in farmland? Yes. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced this week that farmers have planted less than 50 percent of their intended corn crop for 2019 and less than 20 percent of their intended soy crops. If they plant too late, they will miss the deadline to qualify for federal crop insurance. Well, maybe they'll get lucky and they'll find freedom gas under their farms. 
However, victims of these storms will have to wait longer for help because two congressional Republicans have thwarted a $19 billion bipartisan disaster relief funding bill in the U.S. House that had already passed the Senate and won White House approval. Republicans Chip Roy of Texas and Thomas Massey of Kentucky demanded that the vote be held after members return from their holiday recess next week. That delay means that disaster victims across the nation who have been hit by devastating hurricanes, wildfires, and floods would have to wait at least another month for assistance. No rush. Puerto Rico has waited two years as is, so what's the hurry? Finally, there is some good news in Europe. On Friday, May 24th, more than a million people around the world rallied their governments to act on climate change, part of the latest students' climate strike that occurred right before voting began in elections for the European Parliament. The students' climate strike movement appears to have had an impact on the election, with climate change a major factor in the campaigns. Plus, a surge of young voters and their parents propelled Europe's Green Party to modest but widespread gains in the EU Parliament, where they'll now have greater influence on environmental policy than ever before. Well, that's good news for Europe. It'll be interesting to see if these relentless storms in the U.S. end up having an effect on our election in 2020. Indeed. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. I hate to be needy. Selfish and greedy, but please pay attention to me. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1946. That was the day the Detroit Free Press reported that a grand jury had been convened to investigate the severe beatings of four Briggs UAW Local 212 officers over the previous 15 months. Recording Secretary Ken Morris had been the latest victim. He was brutally beaten May 31st behind his home. Arthur Vega, leader of Local 212's Flying Squadron, was viciously attacked by thugs in March of 1945 and suffered a broken arm and other injuries. Next, Local 212 Sergeant-at-Arms Roy Snowden was clubbed on two separate occasions, suffering permanent injuries. Then, in October 1945, Janora Dollinger, heroine of the 1937 Flint sit-down strike and founder of the Women's Emergency Brigades, was beaten so severely as she lay sleeping that she was hospitalized in critical condition for weeks. Since her Flint years, Dollinger had become active with Local 212. She served as a leading member on the union committee established to investigate the earlier beatings. Both the local and the international led investigations into the beatings and offered sizable rewards. Union militants noted the beatings benefited the company to be sure. Briggs had fired all four victims at one point or another for union activity. Strike preparations had been underway when Morris's wife found him with his head cracked open. The UAW waited for the grand jury's findings. By years and another local 212 shop steward had also been beaten. By 1951, union officials demanded a second grand jury investigation. They accused Briggs of awarding a lucrative scrap contract to a local mob boss, Carl Renda, in exchange for anti-union thuggery. No charges were ever brought against the company, which insisted the violence stemmed from intra-union disputes.
All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out and sticking around for the end of Western civilization. Well, at least as we know it. Sometimes I wonder if I would have been happier born in another country. I always wonder that. I talk about this every week. Anyway, my name is Tara Devlin. I'm just fixing my chair. Something's wrong. Ugh, there you go. Um, yeah, I wonder what it's like in Finland. One of the happiest places on on Earth. Online, I was going to say. <laughs> it doesn't occur online. It doesn't occur, right? I wonder if I would be happier in, a, in one of those socialist hellholes. Well, not in Venezuela, right? That's what Republicans... They, I don't understand how much uh, money Republicans want. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be all uh, looking forward to their mansions in heaven, but they, all, they want to accumulate all the earthly rewards for themselves, right? Not, there's not enough. They feel it's, they're, they're just so empty, it's like they're, uh, you know, if they don't, if they can't glom it all. I, I mean, I, you would, I thought that they wanted, they were looking forward to meeting Jesus so much. And they're, they're the kingdom in heaven. I don't know why they're so worried about all the earthly rewards. I can't talk. Anyway, um, yeah, my name is Tara Devlin. Guys, I just want to have to make a couple of announcements. Next week, I'm not going to be here live on Saturday. I'll be here on Thursday. It doesn't matter if you are listening on the podcast. What's the difference? It's going to be up one of these days. Uh, also, I'm going to be a part of this event on, uh, in August, on August 31st. In, it's called the Minds event, Mind, M-I-N-D-S. Um, and I'm going to be on a panel and we're going to be discussing the, it's going to be called the Great Migration. How, oh, yeah, there I am. Um, a discussion on digital and physical immigration. I don't know what the hell we're going to be discussing. And there goes Francis again, licking himself. Francis, we're on TV here. So rude. Um, anyway, so go uh, to Minds. It's uh, irl.minds.com. You can sign up. Also, you can go to my Twitter page. It's pinned to the top of my Twitter page. That's Real Tara Devlin. And you can sign up. And with the promo code TARABUSTER, you'll save 10% on the tickets. And come and hang out at the event. That'll be fun. I don't know. We'll see what happens, as Trump would say. Because I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't, as you can tell, I'm not that, uh, I don't, I, I don't do well in debates because I have anger issues. So I get really irritated, but it's not, not that I don't, I mean, there's not going to be anything, it's not going to be violence or anything, but I, I cannot suffer the fools, these right wingers, especially who are fools. That, that's the given in the in to be a right winger you got to be a fool and what and speaking of actually so let me just think ron is going to call in at uh on at the half hour mark so i'm just going to keep keep an eye on the time here but i wanted to speaking of fools let me and i mean ron placone so i'm just going to keep an eye on that all right but um, I saw the other day, as I was go you know going off on 
on everything. I don't want to. I can't really go off on another rant because Ron's going to call in. So, but I've already I said what I had to say about Nancy Pelosi. I mean, we'll 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 talk about it again, obviously, but clearly because it's the election is coming, and I I believe it's going to suck if the Democrats blow it again, and they blew it the other time. This time, you know, the the time that we we will dare not speak its name, the time that we're living in, because if it wasn't for the Dems, if in my opinion, yes, we were attacked by Russia. They infiltrated and or whatever infiltrated. What's the word? They they put their big authoritarian dictator loving noses in our election to benefit Donald Trump. That's exactly what what Mueller said and not those words, but and we know that they they engage in a psyops against the the weak-minded racist ass idiots who think a con man is their savior. And they're doing it again. And anyway, but I believe that uh, even though all of that stuff, the Democrats should have known. Uh, yes, Hillary Clinton is a very established and fine person, and she is clearly has a great resume. But people, for whatever reason, they didn't want to vote for her. I voted for her. I proudly voted for her. But I do believe that in that change election, she was probably the worst, one of the worst that they could have run because of her long, long history in politics and because of the cottage industry that the right wing develops around hating her. But that doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I I could see the, the argument that if we don't run her, then it's like they win because they're dictating who we run. But it's also about being smart. Obviously, the the those the the whole the what Donald Trump presented himself as this populist who wasn't tainted by money because he couldn't be bought because he was already bought. I mean, he's been bought. He's bought by greed. He's he's the easily most easily manipulated con man on the on earth because he's a he's a narcissist and obviously he's just completely greed centered. So he's easily manipulated. But whatever, that's beside the point. But his whole his whole brand's like that woman from the first hour that oh he's a he's a rich man and he's a self made man and all this, and what Donald Trump presented himself as that he wasn't taking any outside money and which was all bullshit. But that's why I believe Bernie would have won, because on top of that, you Bernie understood uh, his platform was he was on the right side of history and had. There was he had no qualms about it. He wasn't he wasn't playing nice with the snakes. He wasn't saying, "Oh, we're gonna get some." It's like that's the whole Democratic Party. That's why the Democratic Party loses. This is what frustrates me. It's sort of like Obamacare, health care for some. That's the victory, right? No, not not health care for all. No, for some. When when they have millions and millions left out. That's we're supposed to be okay with that because we got we got some more millions in into the system and they can get health care now. They 
uh, and, and the reason it sucks, though, it's because it's completely greed-centered still, and your the health is the lowest of the priorities on the list of agendas when it comes to uh, the insurance companies. They're not look, looking for your health. Are you kidding me? They only want you healthy because they want you to play, pay your premiums and not ever use the insurance. They don't want you, in other words, they don't want you to, to be a human being, which the nature of being alive is that you're going to die. Eventually, it all breaks down and dies, and you die. And that's what life is about. So you, you're not supposed to be, you're, uh, and this is why I hate Republicans on, some, on top of it, because they're always like, well, you don't know uh, if you're young and healthy. Well, you don't, I, I was actually, because I was looking for health insurance, right? I think I told you the story, and I was talking to some guy on the phone, some freaking salesperson. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we got to deal with in this country. You don't have everything else to deal with. You got to, like, get on the phone and be, like, uh, you got to be a health broker, right? And, um... So I'm talking to this person. He's like asking me questions. He's like, well, you know, you're healthy and you're because uh, I don't take a lot of medicine and stuff. So he's like, well, I suggest you take uh, you get this like the lowest plan with the high deductible. Because but I said, what the hell are you talking about? That that is the nature of life is that you're healthy one day and you're sick the next you don't know, oh, well, I'm going to plan on not being sick this year, so I'm not going to get a very high uh, plan or whatever. I mean, it's like you're so ridiculous. If you're young and how, how do you know? I, I only want to buy the health care I need. Well, how do you know what you need? Because one day you think that um, the people who got cancer just learned out they have a, a catastrophic diagnosis were... Um, planning on it this effing stupid stupid moronic madhouse that we live in of greed and greed that's it let's let's take the stars off of the flag and put just put dollar signs already because greed is the only value worthy of consideration in this country it doesn't matter america the beautiful forget it they let's blow the tops off of the purple mountains majesty and get at that coal put that coal ash in those rivers in those beautiful streaming rivers rivers that they wrote all those songs about put those put it in there because it makes them more money corporations don't want to clean up I want every river in this country on fire again because we're going to be it's going to be jobs 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 if all of everything we're choking on coal ash and every river's on fire that's I mean I should I should open up a a, a conservative show we can because if I did honestly if I was a conservative and I started talking like that we'd have we'd have sponsors rolling in We'd have the Mercer family. I would. I wouldn't have. I would, I'd be in a studio. I wouldn't be sitting in my apartment with the cats r- licking themselves in the background. But anyway, so Laura Ingram, I saw this thing that really offended me. But whatever, because it's just it's just being awakened my awakened my eyes, opening my eyes, <laughs> and waking up. I gotta wake my eyes up first. It's me, and then I, eyes go right. But I just being alive in this country is an offense sometimes because you got to look around. You're like, what, what, what? This is this happened. 
And this Laura Ingram, um, she was because they because um, Twitter and Facebook are kicking off these fascists because they're racist, they're Nazis. Finally, shut the f up, get out of here, go to the dark holes of your of the the crevices where you belong under the rocks. Don't you can't be parading in in plain sight. That's how you stop fascism from from blooming. But you know. Uh, Fox News, they—they—that's their base. That's the—that's the Republican base. So Laura Ingram, she's whining on her show that they—that all these right wingers are getting kicked off of, of um, Twitter and whatnot. But and one of the people that she's that she was offended that 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 got kicked off of Twitter is is an outright Nazi. So let me just play this clip. And here we go. The guy's name is Paul Nee 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 uh, Nee N E L N E H L E N Neelan. When they're being silenced, they know when they're being lied to. I think most people are are on to this game. And so Facebook now, what do they monitor? Quote hate. That sounds good until you realize hate. And these are some of the people they've uh, they've they've shunned. Yeah, you are you on that? Oh, there you are. There I am. Hey, hi, how are you? But it's people who believe in border enforcement, people who believe in national sovereignty. People who believe in black America. Oh, yeah, heaven forbid. Black conservatives, keep them out of that. It's like back of the bus for you. Right, exactly. Um, Candace, I think this is going to be a moment, though, for us to stand up to these censors, because they they are the new censors. That's correct, and it will backfire, as I said. We're we're going to win in 2020. And I got to meet your fiance. (laughs) Oh, shut up, bitch. Um, yeah, now, uh, one of the pictures, which she was saying, these are some of the, the, the conservative voices that were silenced. Isn't it funny how some of the conservative voices are outright Nazis? When, you're, when your party is courting Nazis, and, and not just courting them, protecting them, it doesn't, the, you, you really need to look in the mirror. How do you call yourself a patriotic American? when you're in league with Nazis. And this guy, Paul Neelan, was literally, he was too, uh, he's, he's too racist to uh, be, he was running for a, uh, he was running for Paul Ryan's seat and they, they kicked him, they kicked him out. He was accused of racism. I mean, what, what is wrong with these people? Why is it always racism? Why are they so weak-minded? And fearful. And they clean themselves up. They put suits on. And that's part of the Nazi, the, the latest Nazi trend, where they try to pretend that they're, they're normal, Ameri- well, normal, clean-cut people. But they're just the same old, tired, old song and dance of they want us all to bow down to their, uh, their perceived or their own, I guess, greatness their own superiority somehow when you're and if you have to go around telling people how superior you are it kind of means that you're a weak ass you're not superior at all superior people don't have to parade around telling everybody how superior they are they're just out there being superior you know what i mean in fact superior people they're not in the republican party Please, somebody tell me a superior person who's a Republican. I mean, of this generation. 
You know, you got to go back to 1865, then it doesn't count. Who's superior? I know John McCain. That's what the people go to because he's supposed to be, he was supposed to be a normal Republican. Yeah, but he, he also was a racist, voted against the Martin Luther King holiday again and again because they have to appease their racist base, right? And uh, also went along with Trump with this tax break for, not even break, this tax giveaway to the oligarchs to, and, uh, and their cover to run up on our Social Security and Medicare and take it over and, and destroy it. Because they, they have to have it all because you're not allowed to have a decent retirement unless you were born with a trust fund of course and you can grift and and uh hook and crook your way across uh, uh time zones but they you know you're not if you're a working stiff you're du- you're a sucker you're just a sucker to them but so uh this Laura Ingram basically i mean the this guy Paul Nealon he was He had this Twitter account. Where the heck is it? And he put his... He was praising the the shooter of... I can't remember. What was it? The uh, of the the synagogue shooter's name. Where the guy's... He had a picture of the guy who shot... Who went into um, the synagogue and shot people. I can't remember. It's like it's all blurs into my mind. All these shootings. But... And on the, the the shirt, it said, screw your optics, I'm going in. That's what the guy said. That's what this racist-ass Nazi said before go, murdering Jews. And that's, and Fox News is protecting Laura Ingram. So... And they're calling it censorship. And so they're always being picked on. Yes, conservative voices are being silenced. Those aren't conservative voices. Those are the voices of Nazis. That's conservative? Then you got to look at yourself. Because like in, in Germany, they don't allow that shit. Because they understand. You, let it, you, you plant one seed and it grows into a monstrosity. You cannot allow the Nazi symbols or talk or language or meetings. You have to nip it in the bud. So, that, but that, it's on Fox News, though. How do you put up a picture of a Nazi and say, wah, wah, you cry victim that you're being oppressed? It's unbelievable. It, I mean, it's shocking because I sometimes just, I'm, I can't even believe I'm watching what's going on. All right. I'm just looking at the time and thinking, where the hell is Ron? And hoping something isn't wrong. I'm just tweeting, uh, not tweeting, texting him. La da dee, la da da, la da da da. Talk amongst yourselves. Are you calling in? All right. Anyway, see, this is what happens when you try to help people. <laughs> it's not worth it, people. Anyway, I'm gonna go on because if I go on to another topic, then it's gonna be like, and then we'll be talking about this. Oh, here we go. Okay. 
Ron, are you there? Yeah, hi, Sarah. Oh, How are you? Good, good. Okay, on the phone, everybody. Ron Placone. Do you want to... I'm sorry, I didn't get your sheet in front of me. What are you... You're, tell me about what, are you, what you're doing nowadays. Where can people find you? What am I doing nowadays? Well, people can find me on Twitter at Ron Placone. They can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ron Placone. And, of course, ronplacone.com. And they can find me on the road. I'm actually going to be uh, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods oh, cool. coming up here next week. I'm going to be touring the East Coast June 12th oh, and nice. 19th. Great. Um, yeah, June 12th, I'm going to be in D.C., June 13th, Baltimore, June 14th and 15th, Philly, June 16th, New Haven, Connecticut, June 17th, New York City. Oh, nice. Which get your tickets now because we're running out of them. And June 19th, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, but my other big reason for wanting to come on today is that I am working with an organization called Fight for the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a wonderful organization. They've been doing uh, actions for facial recognition, uh, trying to get facial recognition banned. Uh, right. They've been doing actions for uh, online privacy. Uh, they've been doing good work for a long time. I've been a fan for a long time. And I'm collaborating with them for a day of action on net neutrality on June 11th. Uh, and what's going on there is uh, people can go to epiclivestream.com. That's epiclivestream.com. And we are having an all-day live stream in support of net neutrality on June 11th. Uh, and the reason we're doing it is because June 11th will mark one year since the FCC uh, reversed or, or overturned net neutrality and mm-hmm. repealed the net neutrality laws that we got on the book in 2015 and uh you know to to give folks a refresher Mm -hmm. because i know you know not everybody follows this issue really intensely uh net neutrality is policy that assures a free and open internet it makes that the internet is a common carrier that flows like running water Mm -hmm. because of a neutral and open internet shows like this can exist yeah people can kind of surf freely and uh we've always had net neutrality since the advent of the internet Uh, Around 2014, the cable companies took that to court because they didn't want to follow net neutrality because they knew they could make more money if they didn't. Um, And they won that court case because we didn't have solid net neutrality on the books. But what the court did was the court gave the FCC a pathway to give us net neutrality uh, in documentation. And basically what the FCC needed to do was they needed to designate the Internet a Title II classification. Mm -hmm. A Title II classification means that it's a common carrier. It goes like a phone call or like flowing water. A Title I classification is how radio and television are classified. And we know what happened to radio and television as far as homogenization Mm -hmm. and the lack of control over the medium that anyone had. So we got that on the books in 2015, uh, so we officially had net neutrality in law. Trump's FCC uh, went on to repeal that. We have mm. not seen the effects of a post-net neutrality world because mm. a lot of folks, uh, activists and organizations like Fight for the Future and states, we've been fighting this tooth and nail. New York has a state net neutrality bill out there. Uh, where I live in California, we passed the net neutrality bill. Other states have done something similar. The FCC, in turn, has sued these states. So right now, um, we're kind of battling it out for net neutrality, um, and that continues. And June 11th will mark one year. The Save the Internet Act, which was an act to restore net neutrality, did pass the House. It mm. passed the House, 
So Mitch McConnell in the Senate told everyone that, hey, this bill is dead on arrival in the Senate. We're not going to do Ugh. anything for it. So with this live stream, we're trying to send a message to Mitch McConnell. Ugh. We're trying to send a message to all of government saying, hey, over 83% of the public supports net neutrality. We demand real solid net neutrality, and uh, we demand it now. Yeah, I, I, just, I can't, I can't stand Mitch McConnell. I, he is like, the, <laughs> I mean, when you say it's that old cretin, is that he is standing in the way of the of what the American people want. We we fought for net neutrality. We won this battle. We really did. And we did. They they don't we give a shit. Did. They that what's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the FCC? Is, is he still there? That pre what's his guy? What's Ajit, his guy? Ajit Pai. Ajit. Ajit Pai. Ajit Pai. Oh, that is asshole. Still there, yeah. Yeah. Ajit he's Pai. such yeah. an asshole. And he is. Uh, oh, he's like an epic. He is the worst. Yeah, he's just like a. He's a disgusting person, and he's he's this smarmy. Uh, he he thinks he's clever too. That's another thing I hate about him. He's he puts out the oh, videos. He's, he's so off-putting. Yeah, <sighs> he is so off-putting as a person. And and you know, just as a refresher too, uh, you know, and, and I know you and I, I, you know, we're content creators, so we really have to follow this issue very closely mm-hmm. because our our livelihoods are at right. stake. But you know, everything he projected. In his post, you know, like his reasons for repealing net yes. neutrality, every single one, not that this should come as a surprise to anyone, but every single one of them was a complete and total lie. Right. He said it would be better for jobs I know. In, the, in big cable. He said it would be better for jobs. AT&T, despite getting their tax break, has laid off over 23,000 people, oh, and man. they're cutting their costs around the corner. Uh, like, like, that's just wow. totally, there are less broadband jobs than there were a couple years ago. The only situation where this has been good for jobs, I'll tell you the only situation where it's been good for jobs, Tara. It's been good for jobs for attorneys who are battling it out in the courts for net neutrality. And and you know what? They already had enough work in the first place. And and some of them are on our side, so I'm not bashing all the attorneys here. I'm just saying they're the only ones that that got more work out of all this. That's it. Um, So it's it's a really... um, no, I was gonna, no, I was going to say that other the he he also lied, didn't he? Lie in front of Congress saying that they because he took down the public comment when because all the all oh, of yeah, the yeah, comments yeah. were for net neutrality, and then there were they, there they were fake the comments. Yeah, they put some fake comments. Yeah, there were that, fake comments. And put some fake comments against net neutrality. Right, and it was all fake. And and this was kind of pre-planned. It was all fake, and this was pre-planned on their part, because keep in mind, what happened the first time when we got net neutrality on the books is that people were commenting so much, demanding that we get a net neutrality law, this is in 2015, that the FCC's website crashed, which is kind of beautiful irony in so many ways. But the FCC website actually crashed. So they were like, okay, we're we're passing net neutrality. We're getting it on the books. We're doing it, right. uh, which was the right thing to do. And so, yeah, they, they kind of were said, probably anticipating that, so they made this fake nonsense. Right, but then Ajit Pai told, is this, if I'm remembering correctly, he he told the FCC, or he, no, he not that he told the FCC, he told Congress that 
the that the they were attacked by uh, denial of service, um, like a uh, what do you call it? That they were hit with, um, you know, like a hacker tried to hack them. This is what he told them. Right. That's why. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's that, right. Yeah, yes. that's why they took the comments down. That they were hit with a hack attack, a, a DDoS attack, and um, yeah. they and he was just lying. And nothing. I mean, these people can just. Lie. This is that goes to show you. I, they don't. They they are not working for. And this is the whole theme of the, my show every week, anyway. But they're not working for us. They, it doesn't matter what we no. want. They don't. They're not. They're not uh, carrying out the will of the people. They're uh, just. No. Uh, they are actively destroying democracy and the internet is one of uh, the free and open internet a, a free exchange of ideas that that's that i mean the, the the kind of internet that we that we're used to now in in the future it, we could see a, a completely different internet if the if corporations take it right. over where it'll just it will exactly. be exactly like what like what you were saying? What happened with the with cable? What happened with television? What happened with yep. radio? We had you used to have over fifty media companies owning the most of the of the media in the country. Now we have six, and the, it will be yeah. you'll go online and you'll have Amazon and you'll have Disney and you'll be able to stream Netflix maybe or whatever. But you won't have little shows or uh, independent show, liberal media or whatever, it, you'll be completely smushed down to the bottom and you'll, you have absolutely no say in the matter. There'll be no, because it'll be a pay to play system. And, uh, that, and that's Big how, time. yeah. Big time. And that's how we'll, we get drowned and, and out. Even, mm-hmm. And, and it's even more than that, because, I mean, you know, maybe somebody's watching this and they think, well, gee, I hate all independent media. I want to see it go away. <laughs> well, right. guess what? You're also going to be facing higher costs for your Internet service, and you're probably going to be facing different tiers mm-hmm. of packages you can buy. Like, hey, do you want to go to ESPN.com? Right. That costs an extra $20 That's a right. month for the sports package. Do you want the social package that includes Twitter and Facebook? That's another 100 whatever. That's what they really right. want to do, and that's what they would be able to do in a post-net neutrality world. So it's an incredibly important, important issue for all the reasons we just mentioned. And, you know, I, I do believe we live in a time where it's time for people to kind of pick their lane. You know, mm-hmm. do what Joe Strummer trained us for and, and pick your lane and start fighting. And right. the reason I picked this lane is because, you know, it's an issue that I've been paying attention to since 2004. It's an issue I've always been passionate about. I'm trying to get municipal broadband in my neighborhood, uh, and I've talked about that on this show mm-hmm. before. What municipal broadband does is it takes the Internet out of Comcast and Big Cable's hands and puts it into the hands of cities and municipalities where it right. should have been in the first place. Right. In other countries that have better Internet than we do, that's why they have better Internet than we do. It's a city-run thing in most right. cases. It's, uh, yeah. other, other cities in the United States that have done that, they have the best Internet at a cheaper price than most people pay. Right. Look at Chattanooga, Tennessee, Sandy, Oregon. And the list is growing because with the loss of net neutrality, people are realizing this is how we get around this and beat this for good because mm. we're going to take the Internet and put it in the hands of our cities, and we're going to have net neutrality in our charter. That's what places are doing. But in the meantime, we need to hold the line on the net neutrality front. 
and we need to get these bills through and we need to get net neutrality passed. Because what I always tell people, look, once we lose the medium, we're not going to get it back. If we lose net neutrality and the Internet as we go, as we know, it goes away, it's going to be too late. Um, So it's true. It's a it's an important thing and, and it's essential to our lives. And, you know, also, like, look at all look at all the issues that we're dealing with right now. You know, we need to do something about health care. We need to do something about wages. We need to do something about climate change. Uh, the list goes on and on. And, and we know this. without a solid information communication platform, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, we're totally screwed. Look at what we would have known so little about Standing Rock if it wasn't for social media and if it wasn't for people being able to communicate and if it wasn't for independent journalists who were mm-hmm. on the ground there. Um, we would have known so little about what was really going on. I mean, just look at um, look at the 2012 uh, election, for, for an example. Uh, Mitt Romney's campaign, at the end of the day, in my opinion, was brought down by that one guy who was tending bar who turned on his cell phone video at the right time when Mitt Romney had some comments to say about 47% of the country. You know, I have a a feeling Mitt Romney would have lost anyway. But really, that dude single-handedly ended a presidential campaign. (laughs) Well, he lived in the age of citizen journalism. Mm-hmm. He did a hell of a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a pretty amazing yeah, moment. Yeah, totally. And that's the age we live in, Tara. And, yeah. and we need to be able to do this. And it's essential to democracy, as you said. It's essential to the exchange of ideas. And it's essential to our lives. That's what the Internet is. That, that's what it has become. So it should be designated as such. It should be a common carrier in our lives. Absolutely. So that's what Fight for the Future and I are doing. Well, I, I, I like that you're talking about taking it out of the corporate control and putting it in the hands of the local municipalities. But it also, and the the thing that I was thinking when you were talking, and I mean, that's the way it should go. But And you would think that is something that Republicans would get behind because they're always supposedly all about small government and local control. But that's how it will, I'm sure, it's just another exercise in their in hypocrisy for them uh, i'm because i'm sure they would they would fight that tooth and nail uh, they're all you know what i mean yeah well well they would they would make the false argument that oh it goes against the innovation of the yeah i mean they're always they're always talking about competition and right. stuff like this meanwhile they don't want anyone to compete with comcast or at&t right. oh, they're course. fine with the organized duopoly that big cable organizes all oh, across yeah. our country because that's mm-hmm. what they did. I mean, these all these companies, they talk to each other and they plan things yep. and they make it so that they, they have their territory. It's not, quote, unquote, oh, competitive oh, at yeah. all. It's an organized duopoly. Absolutely. That's why our Internet is shittier than so many other countries. Yeah, and all over the so, world. Yeah, when, right. they, when they make this. When they make this innovation argument and this c- competition argument, it's actually the polar opposite right. uh, of what they're actually calling for. It's just a straight-up lie, and, and it, it's insulting uh, how bogus of a lie it is. Another popular misconception, that, you know, that I always like to point out that that the right, uh, you know, that the right parrot is that oh, net neutrality is a government takeover of oh, the internet. No, no it uh, isn't. No. That's not what title it's the two abs- designation It's the does. opposite what of a. It's a, it's regulation. It ensures that nobody. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's a protection that assures that nobody has control over the internet. That it's a free and open platform. Fuckers. That's what a title two designation does. It's so, so painful. Yeah, it's, it's another. It's, just, 
Well, well, just listening to that, because I, I have heard right-wingers say that. Yeah. Oh, it's a government take. And, and average Joe right-wingers, because they get their marching orders from whoever online or whoever that they listen to, and then they, then they go out and they parrot this bullshit. Oh, it's a government takeover of the Internet, which they— and that's how you know that the Republicans and the right-wingers— they had. They don't have the best interests of their of their followers at heart, not at all, because they're fucking lying right to their faces. They. It's not a government takeover. It is the. It's preventing, a. It's 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 a takeover. I mean, first of all, it's the preventing other thing. A corporate takeover. Right. Exactly. And it's allowing people. I mean, what is the point? That's the other thing. Government takeover. I would rather have a government takeover than a corporate takeover because we are the government. We are people, and that's, we get together, we supposedly form this government, and we have our disagreements and whatnot, but then we vote, and we have laws, and, and if you don't like the laws, you, you know, you rally, you change things, but you have more say in the government than you do at, at, over any corporation. Go to Comcast and demand that they do this or yeah. that. Let, let's see what happens to you. Go, but then when you go to your office of your representative, they got to listen to you. Yeah, I mean, that they, they work for you. So uh, ideally, yeah, uh, we are the government. And, you know, that government is there to protect us from these rapacious, greedy bastards that will latch on and, and, and they just suck the life out of everything. They just suck goodness right, mean, right, and, right. and liberty, and, and they'll just suck mom and apple pie in the American way right out of this whole goddamn system. By the time we're done, we'll be nothing, we're nothing but a husk. Well, yeah, I mean... <sighs> I'm just the, so yeah, irritated. It, it theme, I, I totally... No, no, I, I totally get what you're saying, and, and, you know, unfortunately, it's a little more corrupt than that, and we both know this. Yes, but, uh, no, I but know. I but I have that conversation, too, when it comes to media. Like, whenever people... Um, whenever people say stuff like, oh, well, you know, state-run media is so terrible. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. well, wait a second. Would you prefer a corporate-run media like right. we have? That's, like, infinitely worse. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not here to say that the BBC is perfect. They're not. Mm -hmm. But that system is infinitely better right. than what we have. Like, it's, like it, it's imperfect. I'm not going to say it isn't. But it's infinitely better than what we right. have. That's why in the Press Freedom Index rankings, the United States is barely in the top I know. 50. And it's, the it's getting lower. The reason we have such a shitty ranking. Right. Right. It, yeah, it, it has. Yeah, that's right. It this has year, gotten we got low. like two spots lower. Yeah. So like, and the reason for that is because we, we have this corporate media structure that's absolutely absurd. Like we don't have. I know. Like people from other countries that come here. Like I, I, have, a, I have a friend here in Los Angeles. She's from Canada. And, you know, she she pays attention to news and stuff. Like, like mm -hmm. she's pretty astute. But it's not like she's, like, a news junkie or anything like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not like she's a journalist or, or she really follows this stuff, like, 20 hours a day or whatever. Uh, you know, she's just a casual, you know, news absorber. Right. Like, most Like a regular are. person. Yeah. And she... <laughs> But right. people that come from, they notice that right away in the United States where they're just like, you guys don't have a news structure. We don't. Like, like we just don't. Don't I have what? Say what you our got... media structure. Ah. We, we don't have a news structure. Like, we just straight up don't have one. Mm. When you really think about it, we don't have one. Right. Like, I used to say our media structure is toxic. Now I say we don't have a media structure, and that's toxic. 
What do you mean? What do you mean by media structure? Just curious. We don't have a news. We we don't have a news and information structure in this country. We have a corporate takeover of news and information. Yeah. And so you know. Rupert Murdoch has no business being in news and information. Right. Uh, CNN, by their own admission, has no interest in being in news and right. information. I mean, I mean, you can you can look at some That's of the true. stuff Jeff Zucker said. I'm just quoting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comcast has no business being in news and information. And before them, General Electric had no business being in news and information. So right. we just have a corporate takeover of the idea of news. The three big cable news companies, they're not news companies. They're public relations companies. Right, right. It's true. And that's so, why— So that's uh, what I mean by that. And, and that it goes into that theme you touched on where it's like, gee, I'd rather have I'd rather have a state takeover well, than a corporate yeah, takeover. Yeah, because at least—I mean, as you're saying, not, you know, not that they would have—like, like I consider Fox News, is, is, that's sort of—that's the worst— um, that's the the worst example of what it would look like if we had a fascist state takeover of media where they would just be you know showing us their propaganda but and uh, and as you mentioned the BBC that's sort of like yeah that is a a public um publicly run media and you have a more more of a yeah. say in it but it's not yeah i know what you're saying but that yeah and i'd rather have something it's like that it's not perfect but the thing is what my, and, and yeah, there, there are some, I mean, we, we could go through right. examples all over the world, and there are certainly some examples where it's just basically where, yeah. you know, a dictator right. well, dictates like in, the media structure. Exactly. And that of, course is, that, of course, is terrible. But in countries like, you know, Canada or England, uh, you know, we can use Norway as an example because they have the highest press freedom ranking in the of world. Of course. Norway right. is still number one. And what they <clears> have <throat> is they, they actually don't have I mean, they have some state-funded media, but they also have just kind of like organizations can fund the media. But the way it works is that there's a separate bureau who is committed to organizing the press. And these are elected positions. Uh, You know, they have a board. That board reports to government. It gets their funding from them, but but it's a separate board. Uh, And they have very heavy laws where a media has to disclose where they get their funding from who funds them. Uh, there's very strict uh, laws as far as who can give you money, who you can accept money right. from. Is there any potential conflict of interest? Uh, and the other thing, it has to be very transparent to the consumer of news. Mm-hmm. And the other thing they have, they also have very heavy protections for journalists. Right. Uh, right. And that's why they have, you know, they're the number one uh, lead, you know, example right, right. now yeah. as far as how they run the media. Right. Uh, and that's why. It's because, yeah, it is, there's a lot of state involvement, but those are positions that are elected. Those are positions that people have a say in, and it's a board that, you know, isn't controlled by any entity. It's a mm-hmm. separate board, and if they're not doing their job, well, then the people vote them out. And so, they, yes. Yeah, and, and I'm sure Norway has some problems, too. Of I, course. I'm not saying anything's perfect. Right. But uh, but that's kind of, you know, the clearest glass, whereas right. here in the United States, we just have, you know, I mean, we, we just have a, a corporate uh, right. hostage. Because we don't have. Really, I mean, uh, corporations are just holding it hostage. Exactly. And because we have the ultimate evil of money and politics. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They're not. Right. Our, our representatives aren't 
they're not working for us. They're working for their donors. And 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 I mm-hmm. and on the show a lot of times I just go crazy because I can't stand I watch the corporate media and it drives me insane and one of the things I can't stand is I hear them talking about the, well what does the donor class think? Oh, the donor right. class doesn't right. like that. You know, yeah. what the hell? What kind of a democracy has a donor class that where where the 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 media, the the pundits on media or the so-called journalists, they should be that they shouldn't even be talking about a donor class. They they should say, "What the fuck is a democracy doing with a donor class?" That should be the topic. Right. He's not saying what does the yeah, damn absolutely. donor class think. And so I'm looking on the Reporters Without Borders website on the press freedom rankings. Of course, you say, as you were saying, Norway, Finland, Sweden, these are the top, you know, all those, those uh, socialist hellholes. Uh, Netherlands, the Netherlands <laughs> right. Denmark, Switzerland, New Zealand. All those, all those places, yeah. Mm-hmm. All those places that are the happiest places Right, the, the happiest world, and with, their, with, with press their freedom. Evil- they're evil socialism. That's right. Where you can go to a doctor if you're sick. Right. Can you imagine the hell? <laughs> you can, and the if you, if you get hurt, you don't have to worry about going bankrupt. That's right. I mean, how could I you? Want, I want. I want the freedom. I want the freedom to worry about going bankrupt. Right. For my right. Bill. Right. That's exactly. What I, want. I want. That's my freedom as an American. Damn it. Yep. I want. If I fall and break my arm. I want to worry that I'm right. going to go bankrupt. And then you I, have I, that's, that's exactly. And then freedom. they have the uh, the the Republicans. I remember in the one of the debates. Oh yeah, it was a Republican debate, and they were yelling. Well, what happens? You know, they have a guy, hypothetical guy, who doesn't have. He's got a catastrophic illness, and he has no health insurance. And then you have the fucking monsters in the audience yelling out let them die that's your that's your america for you right and uh but this is yeah but but you know what i really gotta hope that the tide's starting to shift i I don't know if you saw this and you probably did but uh bernie sanders did a town hall on fox news of all fox news Mm -hmm. and uh he got a standing ovation for medicare for all yep i know um from a fox news audience (laughs) and they they didn't want that to happen i'm sure they were screaming for them to cut the cameras no they're like don't uh, you want your and and they they even no 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 no. go ahead i guess we have a little bit of a delay but go ahead you go 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 it's fine we only have three minutes just so or two Um, two and a half just so you know Okay. Well, no, I, I was just going to say, I, I hope that there's, there is some evidence out there that the tide is shifting. Oh, That's definitely. just one of the things I pointed to where it's like, look, Bernie Sanders went on Fox News and, uh, you know, they wanted people to say they wouldn't want to switch to Bernie's system, right. but everybody applauded for Medicare for All in exactly. a Fox News audience. Yeah. And even the polls that they're taking, even on Fox News, people want Medicare for All. But since we're low on time, yes. I, I want to just uh, reiterate this again, if it's okay, Tara. Yeah, please. Uh, June 11th. EpicLivestream.com is the website. Please join us all day. We're going to be live streaming for net neutrality. It's going to be a big party on the Internet to try to save the free and open Internet that we need and love. That's EpicLivestream.com. And please come out and catch me on tour. I'm going to be on tour with uh, uh, the political vigilante Graham Elwood for the Progressive Comedy Tour. We're going to be out east June 12th. We're going to be in D.C. June 13th, Baltimore. June 14th, 15th, Philly. June 16th, New Haven, Connecticut. June 17th, New York City. Get your tickets now. We're almost out of them. That show is almost sold out. And June 19th, Boston, Massachusetts. Romplicone.com for tickets. I hope to see some of you on the East Coast. I hope to see some of you at EpicLivestream.com on June 11th. And uh, Tara, you know, thanks so much for letting me come on. Thank you. All right, Ron. I'll catch you later.
I'm just going to wrap it up, but All right, I'll thanks, talk to Sarah. you soon. All righty. You too. Bye-bye. All right, cheers. All right, everybody. Ron Placone. And thank you guys for hanging out every week here at uh, RDT Daily on Terror Buster. And, um, yeah, I mean, of all of the it's, – it's one thing after another, as you know. So it's net neutrality. We, did we forget about that? Usually in a normal country, we'd be able to fight these things. But without having the fire hose of things uh, just constantly bombarding us. But, yeah, we can't – we got to tackle it all. And that's a big one for all of us, for freedom and democracy, if we're going to get this back, this thing. I don't even know if we ever had it. Maybe, maybe we can actually have a functioning democracy. And all right, guys, so we got to get money out of politics. This is your marching order. Get money out of politics, and I think everything else will fall into place, honestly. But, uh, but as long as we know, that's our primary it really is the primary, uh, the, the, the root of all evil here. So, okay, guys, I will see you um, next week. Probably going to do a show, as I said, uh, live on Thursday. And, but we won't be here Saturday. But I want to thank you for hanging out. Please become a patron. Buy some merch, all that stuff. Um, what else? What else? You know, I'm going to do that event myself. We'll talk about it more on the Minds event. And my name is Tara Devlin. As I always say, we stick together. We win. And we will win. I'll see you guys next week.